It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. I got a sneaky feeling that we might not be surprised how the Hawks play tonight. And would a move from the West Coast to the South actually mean anything to the people up in Flowery? And last but not least, and for the culture, I was just starting to like Juju. That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. First off, I want to say thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. And remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1 is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, when you're thinking about getting this bad boy started, the Hawks need to get off to a good start tonight because – they are. We talked about how we were so good um, yesterday <laughs> and how they were playing and everything. But uh, I was just going through some numbers and kind of did a little digging. Like, you know, Trey Young is the is the is the motor that get this bad boy going. Mm-hmm. Guys shooting over 90 percent from the free throws in his last mm-hmm. five games, 36 percent from three. And he's averaging 13 assists in the last five games. I got a sneaky feeling that uh, Trey Young might be on one tonight. And maybe he will, but I have a sneaky concern that he nor his teammates will be on one. As well, you should. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just be honest. In all of those numbers, which, hey, that's great. Has it paid any real dividends? I mean, we're still talking about this team being at 500. We're still talking about a team that as recently as January 20th got blown out got blown out, or rather uh, January 27th, excuse me, got blown out by the Knicks. So the Knicks have actually been playing better. And to me, that's where the concern is now. Granted, no Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving. So they blow out the Nets Monday, but the way that they went about it is what concerns me. And granted, the Hawks did return the favor on um, June 20, excuse me, January 20th, if you will. But again, I'm looking at this from the perspective of, okay, how have you been playing the last few games and what are you going to do to right the ship? Because one thing that concerned me was this. In the post-game press conference, Trey's comment was basically, we could score on anybody, but it doesn't matter if we don't play defense. Okay, so are we laying it at at our own feet and acknowledging that we are the challenge that we are talking about oh okay yeah that see that's progress right yeah that's what my question is but it's progress in verbiage 
but yeah. is it real mm. progress is I guess my point. So I, I really am going to reserve my comments for what I want to see tomorrow. Now, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the starting lineup because that could make a difference as well. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, I believe, is still listed as probable, but yeah, you never yeah. quite know. When you make your way onto the injury report, there's still a cause for concern, right? Because yeah. probable might end up leading to load management and you're out. And, of course, Landry Field said on yesterday's morning show with our guys John and Hugh that he expects – that John should play tonight, but John is still listed as questionable John Collins. So again, right. depends on what lineup you put in place and whether or not, like you said, maybe Trey puts another chip on his shoulder, meaning that we're two days away from All-Star Weekend really kicking off and he likely won't be there. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I I think that's like we've always been waiting to see more with this team, right? Like, you know, but, you know, sometimes you you get fed up, but you you just looking from a just from a, a not too close to a view right or we sign a, a macro like they won 11 out of the last 20 games which is a couple of games over 500 which is better than what they are right now so i i think that just looking at some of those things and out there and thinking about you know deandre obviously if he doesn't play that would be a big hit mm -hmm. obviously with john collins they are a better defensive team when he's in the starting lineup mm -hmm. imagine that concept so i think those are some of the things that you have to truly bank on and hope those guys kind of push through it and, and get back out on the court and, and see if they can get a win um at, before going into all-star break and i think that that's something not too that's not too you know not much to ask when you're talking about you know <laughs> getting into getting getting into it right and, and yeah. also i think it's a good thing that the, the 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 leader the best player on this team is talking about hey we got to play better defense if it's in his mind, I'm sure he's heard it from other people in that locker room. And I think that if he starts to show and, and play better, I'm yeah. sure everybody else will follow, you know, outside of DeJounte Murray, because we know how he gets down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we've we got one guy that we're fine with, but everybody else and Clint Capella, for the most part, has, yeah. has done yeah. his part. Maybe he's been, he was off one game in that, in, whether you go with the last five, the last 10 or the last 20 games, really just off one that one last game once they return, but again, or once he returned, but again, you, you've got to be mindful of who's trending up. Right. Yeah. And in that last game, yeah, you smoked the Knicks, but Jalen Brunson has been steadily, steadily improving. Yeah. And so that would be my question. Point guard to point guard. How are you going to stop the guy that just dropped 40 a couple nights ago? Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a very interesting matchup because you know that's been a really good addition for the New York Knicks, and obviously yeah. they added at the trade deadline, bringing in Josh Hart as well. So they have some depth and they are ready to roll. Um, they will be without Mitchell Robinson, um, um, so that'll be something that they could probably take advantage of down low. Now, T. Well, you know, okay, and here I go again. <laughs> no, I rarely go this route. Here we go. Yeah, let's you go. Know, I try to let's keep it positive. Let's go, T. Let's go. Well, let's just be real. Yeah. Mitch Robinson has been out of that lineup for a long time. Yeah. Just saying. So I mm -hmm. would not hang my hat on the fact that Mitch Robinson is not there because real talk. And I'm just just again, just being honest. Mitch Robinson, he was a non-factor when you got smoked the yeah. last time. Yeah. So I hope you get it right. Jalen Brunson, and I'm sure DeJounte Murray is going to bring help. And then somebody 
anybody, everybody. Just get in the way. Body on Julius Randle. Just get a body. Just, just, just stand in front. Stand in the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But, but no, Jarvis, you, you, you know, half joking, half serious, because that's yeah. absolutely the truth. You have yeah. got to get ahead of the play. You've got to get in front of the player. You've got to get in front of the ball. And then you have to stay there because he is just, even in the, the blowouts, he, he still had fine games. So, yeah, just that's all I'm saying. So let's, let's just keep the main thing, the main thing on, on our way into uh, All-Star. Yes, indeed. Let's get a dub, please. That's all we ask. Now, T, real quick. Now, now it's February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Now. There's somebody that's been showing the game of football a lot of love on social media. Uh, one Calvin Ridley. You know why? He is can apply for reinstatement back into the NFL as of today, T. And when you start to think about this thing, like, you know, we've had interactions with Cal. I've talked to Cal several times. You've talked to Cal several times, one-on-one, you know, in scrums or what have you. Like, I don't know about you, T, but I'm really rooting for this guy. Regardless of how people may feel about his situation, what he did last year, I am really rooting for Cal to kind of get things back on track and do well down there in Jacksonville for the uh, for the Jaguars. Yeah, and I think he will. I absolutely think he will. I believe was it Christian Kirk who was their top, their leading receiver receiver yeah, last Kirk, yep. year, mm-hmm. but Christian Kirk also had under seventy catches. So yeah. that's not exactly like blazing a trail there. So you look at there's opportunity. Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence is trending up. So, we have to move to the side to be. We're keeping it funky. Here, exactly. Step to the side, bro. Yeah, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence is salivating because (laughs) it's like, oh my god, I have a a real wide receiver one, coupled Mm -hmm. with the fact that he gets the opportunity to quote unquote play with his former teammate Foye Lukan. And the reason I mentioned Foye is because it's like Jaguars have just been stacking. They've been yeah. stacking. So if you had to land somewhere and kind of rebuild your name and rebuild your reputation, that would be the place to do it. And of course, having Doug Peterson there as a coach, I think that's the kind of coach, if you're under his tutelage, he can kind of help you to evolve as a player and as a, a human being. But yeah, I really like that as a landing spot for him. I think he couldn't have landed in maybe a more plum spot. I mean, I hate it for the Falcons because boy, it's always hard not to think of what it could have been. I mean, can you imagine Kyle Pitts? <laughs> Drake yeah. London and Calvin Ridley in the wide receiver slash tight end room. What the heck hey, oh would have been goodness. great, but yes, I am with you. He's still a great guy who just made a very, very egregious decision. And we definitely wish him well and hope that he can bounce back big. Absolutely. We also wish you well, as far as trying to get you some money, but guess what? As we head into all-star break, why don't you, it's the perfect time for you to go ahead and download that fan dual app because it is the number one sports book in the entirety of America. And they're our new sports book partner, right? So here's what you need to do. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if you don't win in your first bet. How about that? If you don't get your win, you don't get it up to $1,000. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. Just download the app. It's safe, secure, and it's easy to use because, you know, the NBA playoffs are getting ready to run. They got all the over-unders, players, threes, how many threes they make. They got simple stuff. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just go to FanDuel and they'll have it for you. So here's what you do. Don't miss a chance to get the No Sweat First Bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Speaking of which, a couple of teams in the NFC South are trying to make the most of their offseason. They've gotten themselves into and have kind of been swimming around the waters trying to get themselves into the Derek Carr sweepstakes. Well, now they can officially get in because the Raiders, of course, released QB1 on Tuesday. And the Panthers and Saints are salivating trying to get him there. And, you know, it's interesting because the Panthers definitely, of course, Everybody knows that they have the cap space to be able to go after him and they have assets. What I don't think a lot of people realize is that the Saints, everyone always says they're in cap hell and then they always end up getting somebody. And it's like, how did they pull it off? Every year, T. Every stinking year. So if they want him, trust and believe, they'll they'll find a way. Because remember, they were one of the finalists to go after Deshaun Watson. He just chose the Browns because the Browns were the team that gave the full guarantee. That said, I feel like, first of all, the Falcons are still in the catbird seat, maybe until the Saints get Derek Carr. That might make it a little bit different being in the catbird seat. But you think about Derek Carr and the fact that for them, he would be a starter, both the Saints and the Panthers. Here, maybe not so much, because I personally don't believe he would be the type of veteran quarterback that the Falcons should or would or could consider bringing in because he wants to be a starter. And I believe the Falcons already have a starter. Yeah, I'm with you on that, T, because like we've talked about on this show, how I, I, we really feel or believe that the Falcons are going to build around Desmond Ritter because that's mm-hmm. what makes the most sense, right? Like they yeah. were super sold on this guy last year at the senior bowl. Terry Farno mm-hmm. said those exact words. Like they were sold on him because of the consistency that he brought Every time they interact with him, whether it be on the field or in the mm-hmm. locker room or in the cafeteria or wherever, in the bathroom, yeah. it don't matter. And, and, and that's one of the things that I feel like as an organization, you got to believe what you see or believe yes. what you feel. If you feel mm-hmm. and believe that that's the guy at that moment, that shouldn't change a year later. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I think that a veteran quarterback would make sense for the Falcons, but definitely not Derek Carr. And I right. think it's really interesting that you have the Panthers and the Saints being mm-hmm. um, main, the main suitors for the for yeah. that for Derek Carr, because I think they really feel that the Falcons may be in the best place in the NFC South to compete because you got a young quarterback who showed promise. You got some weapons on offense, your mm-hmm. offensive line run block from a, a great standpoint, and you're maybe one addition away to be able to be much better in that pass blocking um, category. Yes, yes. And then you got enough capital and money to go out and build your defense. And you got mm-hmm. a, a guy, a defense coordinator who you wholeheartedly believe in, who has the general manager talking about winning the games on both sides of the football up front and mm-hmm. not on the outside. Yeah, T, I, I think the Panthers and Saints they 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 are on notice because they understand what the Falcons bring to the table. I really wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, and the Falcons should take notice that the Saints and the Panthers are on notice because I think everybody right now is feeling the same way that Dirty Bird fans are feeling, right? right so right. I feel like in, in New Orleans and, and in Carolina, they're both saying, well, shoot, this division is wide open. I think all three teams believe that the division is wide open and that they can nope. do something major to – vault them to the top of the conversation. And I can't disagree with that if you get Derek Carr. That does change the game for both of those franchises because we did see what Steve Wilkes, especially, and I'll highlight him, with what he was able to do for the Panthers on the backside of the the season when he was interim head coach. And they still didn't really have a squad on, on the offensive side of the ball. He was able to work with little or nothing and keep them in contention 
for the playoffs for as long as the Falcons were in contention. So I do think that it could go both ways, right? Mm -hmm. To your point, Falcons looking like they do shoring things up may make the Saints and Panthers over here think, ooh, we got to get cracking. But then once they start getting going and they show their aggressiveness, if they're going to be aggressive and get into win now mode, then that could put some more pressure on the Falcons as well. Like, hey, your most, your easiest path to the postseason is still going to be winning your division. Absolutely. So now that they're showing themselves up to try to get the NFC South, what is it that we're going to do? So I kind of like it because I, I, I feel like no one should rest on their laurels based on what they think they have right now or what they think they're going to get. Go hard in the paint and, and see what happens. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of, you know, especially in today's world, right? Because you got Frank Reich, who's a new uh, new head coach. He he understands what's going on and how people really feel like he didn't deserve to get that job. So he is hiring a super uber veteran coaching staff, you yes. know, from Chip Caldwell to Jiro Averro, yeah. you know, as far as, you know, being the hot defense coordinator or hot mm -hmm. head coaching candidate to bring him in as a D.C. Mm -hmm. and do Staley. So he is loading up on that coaching staff. So and, and you got the Saints who. You know, hey, they know they have some, they have some, they have some guys on defense, and they mm -hmm. have some guys on offense as well. They yes. know what they need yeah. to be able to get them to where they want to be. So, and yeah. Dennis Allen knows he ain't got long, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm sure they'll pull the trigger if they feel like he's not the head coach going for at least going forward for the next few years. So, I, I think this NFC South division is in, is in good hands, and people understand understand. Except for the Buccaneers, like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I can't speak that's to them, like right. They, and you know, yeah, right our conversation, exactly, our conversation <laughs> has been on three teams ad nauseum since the Bucks got ousted from the postseason right. and Tom Brady did his 17 second goodbye video. Like at that Brad point, that short too, yeah, right? <laughs> it, compared to last year, but yeah, they were they became a non factor instantaneously. Right. They became a non-factor instantaneously. So, yeah, I do think it's one of those situations where, you know, you probably are going to have more upheaval on the sidelines, got more upheaval on the field. Who knows what that front office is going to look like as far as upheaval? I don't know. So, yeah, I do think it's very difficult to keep them in the conversation at this point based on so much uncertainty across the board. That's just, you know, how I feel. But look, Falcons fans, you're still in a good position Tampa Bay Bucks fans, not so much. So if you live in Atlanta and you're a Bucks fan, you might want to invest in some built bars because from now to the NFL combine, to the actual draft and free agency and all points in between, it's kind of hard out here for you. But at least you can eat a nice coconut almond bar. Churro is a great flavor, peanut butter yes, as well. Is. And again, we go to the fact that it's easily digestible, right? It's it's soluble because, the, and we talk about the 17 grams of protein when a bar gives you that kind of energy that quickly you could go out and do just about anything like me trying to get back to my sexy dance self which i'm not today so maybe i need to eat a bill bar as well so i can get my energy up and get moving and also 130 grams of fat remember we always tell you guys or calories rather that that is still a decrease the reason we mention it every single time is because if a company's that committed to your health you should be too. So you can continue, of course, to order it at bill.com if you're like most people and you like doing it online at the comfort of your own home, go for it. 
Or if you like being at Wally World because you just want to be entertained by everybody at Wally World, go to Walmart and you've got boxes there. And of course, the big bulk boxes at Sam's Club. So again, check out Built Bars because really it's good to you and it is good for you. Absolutely. What also is good for you is subscribing to our YouTube channel, Locked On Sports Atlanta, two shows on one channel. Hitting Harbor John Chuckery and ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. That's us. You listen to it right now. So if you haven't done so, go out and hit that subscribe button. We're on our way to 6,000 subscribers. Get on the plane because we're going to leave with you or without you. You know, we are, we are, we're well accepting. We're accepting in this world. Come on into the family. Grab you a, a, red, a red solo cup and join the party. How about this? But T, this is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. And sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because this is how we get down on the show. Today is no different. How about this? Um, I was just starting to like Juju Smith-Schuster, T. I, I know that may be a little far-fetched for you, but for me, I I was starting to like the kid. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he was on after, after the Super Bowl. He was being interviewed. He had, and the, uh, the announcer had asked him about, you know, did he know about the bonus incentive that he had achieved? And he was like, no, what, what is it? You know, talk about it. And he said that, he had to play half the snaps or the offensive snaps on um, for the Chiefs, and he was a uh, he had to get a certain percentage of a uh, of yardage or whatever for for the year in order to get a um, a million dollar bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he achieved that because he played most of the snaps in the Super Bowl. So yep. I was like, oh man, he genuinely looked, he looked like he genuinely was like, oh man, that's dope, man. Yeah, go get this money. I'm like, all right, cool, man. All right, good. And then the next day, T, he just messed it all up. <laughs> the man don't, don't tweeted out the whole Valentine's Day card with James Bradbury's picture on, on the card saying about holding on to your love and all this stuff. And I'm just like, man, come on. So yeah. A.J. Brown, you know, the wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, did exactly what everybody else who saw that card said felt like wanted to do. He retweeted it and quoted. He said, first off, congratulations. Right. But uh, secondly, TikTok boy, you ain't all that. <laughs> and, and you're on a, a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. And Patrick Mahomes dragged your butt, no, essentially, to the doggone Super Bowl. So you need to chill out. Come on, T. Like, like, what is up with Juju? I know you're a big-time Pittsburgh Steelers fan. You don't hide that at all. Like, yeah. I, So you have some experiences with uh, Mr. Schuster. Yeah. And he was a different dude to begin his career. He was yep. 19 as a starter for the Steelers and was still riding a bicycle, like did not have a driver's license. He would ride back and forth from his apartment wow. to the stadium. Yeah, yeah, like just a really cool kid. Right. But then all of a sudden, you know, you have the Antonio Brown meltdown and the Steelers part ways with him and, and they kind of elevate Juju to wide receiver one. Right. And ever since that elevation, it was just one thing after another with the attitude and with little commentary or whatever. And you already know, Mike Tomlin does not play that. So Absolutely you not. had to go. Now, when you landed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Especially when you're not that good. Yeah. When you're, <laughs> right. You're, you're really a wide receiver, receiver really too. Good. Yeah. Yes. You're really a two. But, yes. but we, we're going to go ahead and give you one and we're going to see what happens. Right. Because one is gone. So now, fast forward and you get with the Chiefs. And I was like, oh, dear God. This means dude is going to probably win a Super Bowl, you know, without <laughs> not for my team, though. But then he showed us just who he continues to be, which is dumbass. But literally, <laughs> like, keep those comments to yourself, because here's the thing. You really don't want 
to provide any type of bulletin board material for anybody because right. the Eagles are going to do, here's two things. The Eagles are going to do everything that they can to get back. And every day from now until next year, they're going to put this kind of thing up. Like, you know, Bradbury's probably going to use this as motivation. Why do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's unnecessary. And I think too, it's like AJ Brown said, now, yeah, you were impactful in the biggest game. Give you credit for that. But you had three touchdowns in the regular season. Where were you all 17 games to catapult this team to where it is? You're not that dude. I love yeah. that A.J. Brown said that because guess what? A.J. Brown is that dude. He is that dude. So yes. if he had put that mm-hmm. meme up, everybody would be like, eh, well, you know, you right, well, you A.J. Know. Brown. Yeah, they, right, they went out and got him for a reason and yeah. he's shown and proven why. <laughs> yes. But you, Juju, you better be careful because you might still not make a next year or you might be signing for the league minimum or something like that be really really careful about things like that coming back to bite you in the butt especially when you're not that dude yeah like come on like you like there's nothing else to be said like, this t said it all you. you're not that dude we're done with you how about this i'm not done with the uh, school days t. how about this 35 years old this week how about that you know he's talking about spike lee lawrence fisburne you know um I, I'm, I'm being real uh <clears throat> african-american right here uh gina for martin tisha campbell <laughs> tisha campbell sorry her name. i knew you were gonna get me appreciate yes. that but yeah, yes. 35 years old this week, T. We talk Jasmine about guy, like, oh, Jasmine Hardison, guy. Just, yeah. It's just, Daryl Bell. It's, yeah. Just I, I, I don't think other people, I don't think people really understand. Like, this is what, like, school days, and I put Cosby Show and all yes. that stuff and different world. I put yes. all those, those, those different, you know, um, shows slash movies into the same category because mm-hmm. here's what it did for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it introduced me to college, right? Like, it introduced me to HBCUs. I was like, what is that doggone sweater that doggone Bill Cosby have on? Who, right. What is Morehouse? Even though I grew up in the city of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of introduced me to, give me, got me to asking questions about, like, yeah. what is this? What is this school? Or where is that school? Or where is this school really? Does this school really exist? You know, so mm-hmm. it, it introduced black folk to the college life for yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I dope for uh you know a dope just a dope ideas and concepts that they came up with back then and it, i really feel like it had an effect on the the college going community of today yeah. and, and spike lee was someone who was authentically capable of telling our story in that way having been yep. a morehouse grad himself and mm-hmm. then even having samuel l jackson in there i think he was one of the we call them woadies in new orleans i don't know what you, locals maybe that's what you call them here but you know every campus shout every you shouted oh okay <laughs> I, I don't think i can say it correctly so yeah. i'm gonna try hold up i say are you gonna try to say it please no, no <laughs> what he said so every you know little hbcu has that similar, uh, you have that similar experience, probably 99% of them because they're all land grant schools. And what land grant basically means is the government gave you crap for land and said, hey, good luck if you want to try to build a school and educate at that time. Exactly. (laughs) But what happened in most instances, Morehouse, Howard, Xavier, for example, is individuals said, no, we're going to make these institutions that produce excellence yeah and that's what that movie was showing the excellence but also still giving us some undertones of things that we're still dealing with today so it dealt with colorism and that was a a key component because really that hadn't been dealt with 
yeah. uh, colorism within our community. So I really appreciated him for that. Um, also, Greek life, D9, fraternity, sorority culture. A lot of people you know, didn't understand kind of the pressures that come with that and uh, the pressures of being online. But also, if you're online, but your friend isn't, and how those things kind of mesh up or, or don't mesh up, just yeah. all of the little pieces there. Break and then up you friendships. Have, exactly, breaking up <laughs> right, relationships, friendships. And then all you that. always had those woke bras, like yeah. Lawrence Fishburne's character, you know, I My mean- brother. Yes, like you had woke dudes all over campus, yes. like for real, for real. So it was really so very dead on with every single thing that it depicted, even down to the do and the butt, like who didn't have have the party at the gym where you just sweated until like sweat bees just rolling from just woo. Absolutely. yes yeah so I've it was just it, it was so yes it was mm. so so iconic for being able to in the earlier days before it got to be uh cute culturally you know popular and that sort of thing he was the first one to really introduce the concept of what i always hashtag as hbcu excellence yes Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and what we try to bring to you guys each and every day is excellence. More HBCU a excellence, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and look, yes, that's exactly what we try to bring to y'all each and every day. We want to say thank you. We'll end it right there. We'll thank you for making ATL Day One your first listen each and every day. And why don't you uh, stop by Locked On Sports today and make that your second listen? You can find it wherever you find this podcast. Wherever you download that bad boy, make sure you do so for Locked On Sports today as well. And coming up on tomorrow's show, guys, we'll have a very special guest. Our own Grant McCauley will be reporting live from down at Bray Spring Training. Yes, he's down there right now, and he's waiting to talk to us. Imagine that concept. So, yeah, <laughs> make sure you guys tune in for that. And I got one more thing before we get up out of here. I ask you to do this each and every day. We don't just do it on Valentine's Day because – you know, each and every day you need a little something like this. Why don't you show love, share love, and make sure, most importantly, you spread love. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.